føler at det har gått greit i flere oppkjøringer også, for hvis de kampene har fått mulighet til å komme inn og bidra med det jeg kan, og så ja, prøve å hjelpe dem med å få litt tak i ball og skape litt sjanser. Så det var greit i går. Og så kommer vi til den store spørsmålet, for Kjetil sier jo nå at Per er ingen 90-minutterspill lenger. Sier det rett ut. Hva sier du? Tenker du? Nei, jeg må få spille litt 90 minutter først. Så får vi se. Ja, men han sier jo at det kommer ikke til å få gjøre det. Nei, ok. Nei, men det får noen stå for. Nei, jeg skal ikke... Han roser deg veldig for innoppe, og at du spiller veldig bra. Men han sier at kroppen til Per er ingen 90-minutterspill lenger. Den tiden er forbi, sier Rektor. Ja, da er vi uenig. Er du ikke uenig? For du mener at du er det? Nei, altså klart når jeg er i form og fit, så trener jeg jo over 90 minutter hver dag. Så jeg tror hvis jeg kan stå lenger i kampa, så klarer jeg 90 minutter til slutt. Nå har vi altså en poll ute på Iversiden vår. Bikka, 200 stemmer, akkurat lagt ut, og 92 prosent mener at Per Sillan Kjellbred bør starte mot Molde. Ja, men nå er det 72 eller 73 av de stemmene fra meg da. Du har jo et habilitetsansvar her. Nei, jeg har ikke det, men Per Sillan Kjellbred fan på generelt grunnlag, det er ingen tvil om at jeg er, og tenker jo at jeg har veldig lyst at Per Sillan Kjellbred skal spille 90 minutter for Rosenborg. Men så kan det jo være at begge toene egentlig har rett på et vis. Altså, Rektal sitt ønske er jo å ha Per Sillan Kjellbred tilgjengelig. Til hver kamp, ja. Og så kan jo hende at det rett og slett ikke er mulig da, hvis Per skulle, altså... Nå har jo folket talt, Per Sillan Kjellbred skal jo starte mot Molde, det er jo på en måte vedtatt, over and done with. Men Rektal har ikke sagt at han ikke skal starte, eller han har sagt at han ikke holder 90 mutt. Ja, nei, ehm... Jeg ønsker meg i hvert fall en Per Sillan Kjellbred som kan spille 90 minutter for Rosenborg. For når han har spilt for Rosenborg så langt i år, så har han vært dritbra. Det var han siste år når han kom inn. Han var med å sikre at Rosenborg vant mot Viking. Isak, Per Sillan Kjellbred, how good is he? Oh, he's a top class player. You know, he has his career. Obviously, he's a really good player. And seeing him on the pitch is just unbelievable. So he's still he's still delivering the the goods on in the training as well day from day to day. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, in training, you, you just see his quality. You you see that he why he's been in the in the in the in the Bundesliga. So yeah, he's top player. So me and Isaac, we're uh, yeah, we're on the same team. We want him to play. Yeah, now Isaac should slip us away from that. Yeah, just to We don't uh, we don't get in in this uh, yeah. discussion because uh, I let him. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but I can continue with you for Rektal Rose and Silian to say that he's good and that he's a contributor and that's why he wants him to be available. But in fjor played he Per more than six minutes one time. Ja, men i fjor hadde han jo en trøblet sesong, altså det var det som var så fint med at Per fikk et år til, for da har han muligheten til å måtte ha en slags Rosenborg-exit på en litt sånn, altså på en oppsving. Altså det har vært kjedelig å gi seg etter en sesong som i fjor for Per, og nå har den sesongen her startet mye bedre enn den forrige, i riktig nok bare en kamp kan være sesongen da. Sånn at få det på seg bare. Og så er spørsmålet da, altså det var jo bortom. Jeg sa jo, før han kom, før han kom tilbake, så sa jeg jo at er det en spiller som kan bidra til å fylle tribunene på lærkenal 1, så er det Per Sillan Kjellbred. Men ikke sånn som han var i fjor, men sånn som han så langt har sett ut nå, ja. Ja, og det var borte mot Molde at han spilte over 60 i fjor da. Så vi får nå se. Så er spørsmålet da, hvem skal i så fall ut? Smart Mjølo. Ja, hvorfor det? Nei, det er han han har byttet med da. Det har ikke, det lå ikke noe innebygd skjult agenda der. Men det har jo vært det som har vært switchet. Ja. Så det virker noe nærliggende å tro at det skal være sånn. Og så har du noe begynt å spekulere litt på laget? Nei, jeg tenkte å ta det litt hvert, men Henriksen og Bjørkein var vel det som jeg så for meg kanskje da. Men vi kan jo ta det etter hvert, for nå, Isak, you have analyzed the Viking match. You did it yesterday, so I had to wait even longer for you after the training yesterday, because the training was postponed an hour and a half. What kind of feedback have you got from the coaches after the Viking match? Uh, really just the, the basic things, uh, you know, defensively, I think mostly, uh, and also in the attacking half, uh, I think we could have kept the ball better, but obviously the pitch was uh, really bouncy, to, it was hard to keep the ball, but uh, yeah, there were a lot of areas that we could fix on, uh, but we won the game in the end, that's the most important thing, I think. Ja, for vi starter jo der da I nok en engelskspråklig podcast Du hører jo allerede nå at det ikke er tid av tid Det er ikke helt hjemmebane Men du har tenkt å smygge inn en del norsk da, hører jeg 
Ja, och så säger så säger du att du är er flinkare än mig och så folket för <laughs> sist vi hade engelsk var det Jaden Nelson väl och Santri vännen det gick nog som det gick. Jag borde fått in attached scrotum, vet du vad det betyder? Nej. Jo. Nej. Du såg vad det är? Er. Nej. Attached scrotum. Nej, såg inte. Do you understand attached scrotum uh, Isak? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, men uansett och där tar två frågor på dina för handlar lite om att snacka om sånt. Uh, Först uh, från Trim, how much Norwegian do you understand, Isak? Really just the basics. Uh, yeah, obviously I learned Danish in school in Iceland, but uh, yeah, the basics I can understand, but I can't really speak it. No, but you have Danish as a regular uh, subject in Icelandic school still? Yeah, yeah, for the last three years in the, uh, as a young kid, we have to learn Danish. But Isaac has an excuse because he went to England so early, ah. so he didn't get all the Danish at school. I missed out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> because remember, uh, Matthias Willemsson, he became Norwegian, so he um, because he lived there so long. And but Holmar as well, Eilson. Ja, vi likte jo den. Vi kunne snakke norsk til han, og så svarte han engelsk tilbake. We could ask him Norwegian questions mm-hmm. and got English in return, but we are not there yet. No, not yet. Hopefully no. in few months yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you have a plan you have plans to learn Norwegian yeah I'm learning I'm using Duolingo uh, every day every evening I'm uh, go on that app and uh, learn a little bit yeah Og så kommer jeg til poenget da, for mandag fikk altså Isak møte Lerkendal for aller første gang med folk, 15.000 på lektaren. Espen lurer på, what do you think of the atmosphere at Lerkendal Monday? Oh, I loved it. I love this atmosphere. Uh, it, it helps the players a lot to have the fans behind you. Uh, and this is this is what you want to play for, the fans. And I loved it. And, but how was the match from your point of view? Did you get a tough one? You got a yellow card. You, afterwards, you talked about uh, you want to be aggressive, mm-hmm. and the opponents tried to get into your head, but you had to stay positive. Yeah, obviously, uh, the, the, a lot of the time the opponents try to get in my head uh, because I'm an aggressive player, and they want me to get the yellow cards and get off. But, uh, so they're t- telling you stuff during the match, or? Uh, sometimes, yeah, they tell me, uh, but mostly it's just physical, as you you can see in the in in the television that Brekalo is trying to hold my head yeah. down, and uh, it's just uh, like little things to annoy me a little bit. But it seems quite easy to. <laughs> To get you to get the yellow card, <laughs> it's yeah. not the toughest no. job in the world. <laughs> my my uh, yeah, my anger. I have to really keep it down. I can't get angry easily. But uh, I've I've learned uh, through the years to uh, try to keep it down. Yeah. And now, as you have said it out loud, here now all the central defenders in the lead say they know that. Aha. Uh-huh, yeah. This is how we do it. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say it, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just part of it. No. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, because we got a question uh, right before we um, we started here that um, the odds for um, for Isak to get two and a half red cards more or less during this season after the first game uh, can you behave yourself you cannot get a yellow card every game then you have to be suspended every fifth mm-hmm. fourth or fifth game yeah yeah I, I i know that obviously but i'm aggressive player sometimes uh, i just can't be really get angry at the i try to talk to the referee just like a normal person and i'm not trying to hurt anyone you know uh so it's just part of the game uh sometimes like I, like i played in england it was really physical and i didn't get many as many yellow cards so when i come here in iceland the referees don't allow it as much uh so i just have to adjust to the game okay and Oldman, um and then you had two games in scotland as well Yeah, there yeah. you could probably really go all in. <laughs> yeah, real uh, English and Scottish tackles there allowed. So yeah, get him. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the Saint Mirren's yeah. uh, year, but Oddmund, um, uh, if you take away the cards and everything and the temper and Brekalo, how do you feel that they played in the first appearance for Rosenborg at Lekendal? Mm, I think I, I think I want to do better. On the ball, I want to keep the ball better and, and create the opportunities better. But I think the whole team could have uh, kept the ball better. And obviously, when the whole team does keep the ball better, uh, I play better. Uh, but yeah, I wanna I wanna keep the ball more. Yeah. And you told me in front of the game that you're still only at 90% physically. Uh, yeah, physically, obviously. Well, physically, I'm 100%. But uh, much fitness is still hasn't isn't uh, as good as I want to be. Obviously, I've been injured. I haven't, you know, being uh, physically ready and match fitness is not the same. 
So uh, yeah, I need to you know, just play more games to get that fitness, obviously. But did you get really sore and stiff after the game because you have played so little this winter? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but uh, just yesterday after the game, I was really, really stiff. But now today, uh, it's all settled and I'm just ready, ready to train again. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so we just have um, have been through that as well. What did trouble you so much during the winter? Because you came here, you started um, training in January. We was in a camp with the Icelandic mm-hmm. national team. You yeah. came back to Gran Canaria, the first training camp, two or three trainings, and then Isaac was away for a long time. What was the problem? Uh, when I when I went to Icelandic camp, uh, camp uh, I had some hip problems. Uh, it's uh, I've had a lot of hip problems through through the years. And most of the time it's in the winter. Uh, and uh, as I got on, came to uh, went to Gran Canaria. Uh, it was okay, settled down, no, no problems. And then we came here, and uh, and uh, I had some problems with my hips. And then, boom, the muscle went. Yeah. So maybe your hips doesn't like cold weather. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> this is always I'm, happening I'm, in the winter I'm, time. I'm from Iceland, so should be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some problem. I had problems with my back, and uh, you know, playing on artificial grass and swapping between uh, artificial and uh, normal grass. It's not really good for my back and uh, my hips. But and was there only was there something about your toe as well? No, I just got the uh, I don't know, Eddie stepped on my toe, so. Uh-huh, so that was just a <laughs> That's small, a small thing. problem. Yeah, a small Eddie, problem. Yeah. yeah, it's not very heavy. Uh, as well. Eddie on your toe shouldn't be any problem. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, just so we are um, there as well, uh, Perry Andre asks, "Are you? You answered it already, but are you hundred percent fit now, or where are you?" Yeah, I'm hundred uh, percent fit, but uh, obviously, as you play more games, you get like that match fitness. Mm. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll, it's it will uh, get better yeah. as, we, as we get on. And uh, uh, like I said, we are going to talk a lot about um, the future in Rosenborg as well after a little while. But men, we started with the first. For um, uh, we ska vi ska snakka mycket om Isak om Isak. Vi snakkar om bilder på Instagram, tatoveringar och uh, kanske lite de större spärrsmålen då. Sällt mot Moldemarsen nu i några köpträckningar. Uh, det var ju trekt rätt för vi inte träckning ett uppsätt rätt för vi gick på Peter. Mm. Tryggt rådde. Ja, det blir bra. Ja. Alltså första runda i cupen är stas och vi är er färdiga med den rare cupen. Nu börjar på något cupen. Ordentlig ordentlig cupen. Ja. Och då blir det tryggt Sista var tryggt så var Stefan Iversen som tränat uh, laget. Nu är er det Jon Olav Hjelde. Ja. Från Rosenborg till Rosenborg. Från Rosenborg till Rosenborg. Och det var ju obagligt för Rosenborg sist. Det var två ent i tryggladdet pause. Kåre jagade domaren lite chapt i gång andra gången och var rastlös där och så var det stod var det väl 3-2 till Rosenborg till 90:e. Och så fick vi ju samtidigt en reminder på turnovern har varit på spelarlaget ja. för att du skulle ha med att och jätte elvern det var chanslös. Ja. Det var det är er en spelare som är er igen från den elvern. Och det är er Erland och han var i bordrymt efter på en. Mm. Så det är er ingen då som har varit i sammanhanget från 2018 Andre Hansen satt på bänken. That's it. Det var Jakob Rasmussen husker han? Ja ja. Malte Amundsen husker han? Ja, det är er så vitt. Erland och Besim Sebesits var där, Janni Delanley var där, Jonathan Levi, Morten Konradsen, Lundemor, Rafik Seknini, han är er väl i Molde nu och Botheim på topp på cupkeepern Ari Løsbø. Ja. Det var ikke så många känd folk där. Nej, så tänker man ju oj det var ett allvarligaste lag men nu har de ju de är er ju andra steg att göra bra nu. Ja, så det spelar han var ju okej okay, men det var mycket okänt Rosenborg materia egentligen. Men Rosenborg till glada det blir det blir bättre morsomt ja. Men den första, den första alltså 23 år kom till Rosenborg för den säsongen men där många då blir värende på gutterommet till de har er gått i 20-åra. Jag var ju 1927 till flytta så tog Isak Torvaldsson tidig en avgörelse som blev helt avgörande då för han själv. Och då går jag på engelska än sant? because when you were 14 Isaac you chose to move to from safe Iceland to Norwich in England what happened why uh, it was really just I was playing in Iceland at a tournament uh, and then Nor- what kind of tournament was this it's called the Red Cup it's just a lot of Icelandic teams and then few teams from abroad come and join and uh, Norwich was uh, one of them and they saw me play and uh, and I went on trials few trials over there and uh, in the end they signed me yeah and but was, you were only 14 years old. Yeah, only 14 years old. Yeah, I was really young. So, but I had my family with me, uh, and I, yeah. So they lived there with you in Norwich. Yeah, they lived with me, my whole family, and then uh, and then through the whole years, uh, my sister went uh, back to Iceland, and, but the rest of the family stayed. Yeah, but tell us a little bit about the days that you were staying in Norwich. Uh, what would a normal day look like? 
Where did you live? How much did you train? How professional was it? Uh, it was really professional. It was a lot of change from Iceland, obviously. Uh, in Iceland, there was school first uh, in the morning and then we go training. But uh, a lot of time in, in, in England, there was... Uh, Sometimes we went to school in the morning and then we went to uh, training in the afternoon and then back to school. So it was, uh, it was really long days. We might have woken up at eight, started nine, and then we finished around six or seven in, in the evening. So it was really tough sometimes. But you played for the under 18s and the under 21s. But you came as a 14 year old, very a super talent. Uh, how was that? Did, or did you play with the, with the players who are the same age as you? Uh, first, I started playing with uh, with uh, my age, but uh, at an early age, I started in 16, I think. Uh, but uh, obviously, I wasn't allowed to play the official games because I was still too young. Uh, and then, in uh, as I Got a little bit. I think it was after one year. I started playing with training with under 18s, so they were a lot uh, two years older than me, I think. And then one year after that, I started training with under 18s, and I was allowed to play the official games. Uh, so I started training with them, and and then I started training with the under 23s. Then they were sometimes from same age to uh, three years older. So most of the time, I've always trained with older guys. And you said you had your family with you. Was it your whole family, or? Yeah, my whole family came with so, me. So, well, what did they do when you? What did they do in Norwich? Uh, my dad is a like flight engineer, so it's really easy to, for him to get a job. So, uh, Norwich helped helped him to get a job. Uh, and my mom, she was just stay at home, and my uh, my siblings went to school. Was there any money in this? Did you get paid from Norwich? Uh, not in the, I think it was first year, I didn't get paid at all, uh, but as, as when I uh, officially signed, obviously I got paid really just minimum wages. Mm. Yeah. And the most, one of the most fun things we do is name dropping. So when you were in Iceland and Norwich came, were there any other clubs there? <laughs> Did you have any other opportunities? Yeah, was you went there or <laughs> Milan or? <laughs> no, I went to a, I went to a trial to uh, Reading. Uh, and then after the day when I came back from the Reading trial, uh, Southampton wanted me to come to, come to come on trial, but I literally just one hour ago I landed from England in Iceland, so I didn't go on that. So yeah, those were the, like the only two teams, uh, three teams at that time. But is this normal for a 14-year-old kid, uh, a talent from Iceland, to get the English club lining up, wanting your services? Uh, at the uh, at that time, it wasn't like uh, like a few players went on trial, but nothing came out of it. Uh, uh, one of my best friends, he he went uh, young as well to Reading. So, uh, but at that time, it wasn't that popular. Like more in Iceland now, a lot of players are going to Italy. So I think with time, it just changes between countries. Like at that time, England was uh, really looking at Iceland. Now it's Italy, so it might be something different. In a few years. But, but it's quite interesting because <coughs> a lot of your Icelandic players, they go abroad when they are really young <laughs> and then they end up in Elite Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I think just a uh, few, few players are going back to Iceland and then they go to the Scandinavian countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know why, it, why it's like that. Uh, I think it's just similar to Iceland. So... Yeah. But I think yeah, um, I'm curious about your because when you're 14, you, you was it a difficult choice for you or was it easy to just go abroad? Like I said, I I lived at home until I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it was easy. I always wanted to become a professional football player, and playing in England was my dream. So yeah, I was I didn't really th- think about it that much. I just went on it straight away. Oh, uh, and to my defense, uh, if Norwich had called my father <laughs> in 14, perhaps I'd left myself. And we have been to Norwich yeah, yeah. because we went there to visit Alexander Tetti. Yeah. And when you were in Norwich, he was a first team regular and one of the stars. Yeah. Can you remember him? Yeah, of course I remember him. Uh, From that time, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, obviously, when you're, you're a younger player in the academy, you look up to the first team and he was one of the players I looked really up to because obviously I knew he was Norwegian so I knew uh, when I see like Scandinavian players I really look up to him yeah and I played that midfielder then so but could you as a 14 year old kid 
uh, approached Tati and say hello. How are you? Or was they like they were like on another planet? No, it was really difficult to approach him. <laughs> I think Tati uh, uh, said so. Okay, yeah, yeah, his personality. Probably, yeah, like at that age, it was like the first team was separated from the younger players, so only few. We only saw a few uh, like. Not that much during the day, only a few times. Uh, and I think once I was in the gym, I spoke to him a little bit. And I was just starstruck there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Teti was quite big in Norwich, you know, the mega store. We was uh, we were there, Peter. And we can talk Norsk for yeah. da vi besökte Teti. <coughs> så så önskar jag vi tog dra med han ner på supportbutiken på stadion. Fina bilder av det. Altså när vi kom dit så var det liksom stora posters av Teti i vinduet. Och Pucki, två styck. Ja. Tre med Pucki och Teti. Men det var inte chans i havet att få Teti in på en butiken för han syns det var så flott. Ja. Så han blev stående utanför och skrev på autografa, men sa du var inne och köpte en Ja, för att dem som var inne där och gick ut, dem dem kände jag. Ja, ja, ingen tvivel. Men var du huge talent when you were a kid because of this Norwich thing? Uh, I don't, I really know. I just, I, was, I think always, obviously, I think I was good. I think I was really good. Uh, yeah, I might be a little bit known in Iceland about my like football when I was young. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I really, I really no, but, think about it. But you played uh, for international teams from under 16. Mm-hmm. So that's an answer perhaps on my question there. <laughs> yeah, obviously when you do good, you're a good player, you play for the national team and start start the games with Norwich. Uh, obviously I was doing well. So mm. yeah, must have, must have been good. Must have been good. And how close were you to is asking uh, the first team on Norwich? How close were you to get? Did you train with them? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think... Uh, maybe one training, I don't remember, uh, but uh, I don't think that I was that far off. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, obviously I trained, I was a captain for the 23s, uh, so um, I don't think that I was that far off. No, but uh, I don't rem- remember your age when you left to Fleetwood. Uh, how old were you then? I think I was 18 or turning 18. Mm. No, turning 19 when I went to Fleetwood. It was mm. an, uh, just before COVID, I think it was yeah. in January. Because, uh, like you said, you were captaining for the under-23s, and still, when you're 18, 19, you choose to go to Fleetwood on a loan. Why is that? Uh, uh, it was, it was. Uh, I think it was uh, the what you call it, the final day of the of the of the window, uh, and I got the uh, Norris called me and said that Fleetwood were interested, and obviously, I wanted to get that senior experience. And Norris were in the Premier League then, so it was a little bit more difficult to go in the in the first team then. So when I heard the the opportunity to play in uh, League One, I just jumped at it straight away. For at that nivå tre i England, sånt Peter. Men det vokste fodbold da. Ja. Vi har jo hørt, altså Tagsen spillede for Liverpool han jo. Ja. Men det var jo ikke, altså det var jo i 23 det også. Og det det er lidt forskel da. But how was the meeting with League One, the level three in England? You said that you are a quite physical player, but the yellow cards were. Most, they were more rare to get it in England than in Norway. How was it in League One? Oh, it was really, really physical. Uh, it was not that much of football played. Like the ball was mostly in the air the whole time. <laughs> uh, but so you lost kind of one million brain cells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of head injuries at that time. Uh, no, nah, but uh, yeah, I think it was really good experience to go there. Obviously, I only played a few games because of COVID. Uh, and the season's cut short, but I think it was really, uh, really good learning experience. Yeah, um, and then you um, move on, play a couple of games for Fleetwood, and like you said, um, the, um, the season are became shorter because of COVID, and then you go to, you had we are going to switch between, between Norwegian and English, right? <laughs> yeah. I have to, sorry, uh, but Leo Gjelde, he's playing for World Ram now, he's, a, he's from Trondheim, we were um, uh, having him as a guest in the podcast. Da spilte han for Ross Conti, Petter. Og da fortalte han om livet i skotsk Premier League. Ja, det He told us about a quite tough uh, experience in the Scottish League. How was your experience with Scotland and football? Because you go to St. Mirren. Yeah, I went to St. Mirren. Uh, it was uh, obviously, the, I think Scottish football is the step up from English football. Uh, regarding with uh, physicality, uh, <laughs> it's a step up. <laughs> yeah, step up. It's more aggressive. So League One was hard, but Scottish yeah, Premier League. Scottish Premier League is a lot higher, but obviously there's still still football played there. Uh, but some of the tackles there are just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you got on the two games there as well. Uh, why, why is that? 
I only played few. As I said, it didn't go. So I wanted to play more. Uh, so I, I, might, I was just young, and uh, I think I was stupid. Uh, I was just like I thought I was the best in the world when I went there, and I just wanted to play every game. Uh, so that was a like a failed uh, loan for me. So that didn't work out. So I went to uh, back to Iceland to get some playing time. Okej, okay, och vi kommer tillbaka dit. Uh... He thought he was the best in the world. <laughs> the yeah, self-confidence my, my was okay. My ego was just uh, too high. <laughs> But you, st- you were still a midfielder back then? Yeah, I was yeah. a midfielder then, mm. yeah. Do you still think you are the best in the world? Yeah, of course. För det vi ska ta Rosebo-linken etter hvert. Andre har tillbaka til Island, Islak. Men vi tar den andre først, for at vi må lite tillbaka till Anura, lite tillbaka till dagen i dag, og det er jo dig, Petter. Og du var jo... På jobb, den andre, det var jo godt på jobb på mandag mot Viking, jeg vet ikke, vi telte to-tre sjanser begge vei kanskje, du snakket med en meget fornøyd Adrian Pereira med kyllingdansen og greier og greier, det var jo god stemning, selv om det var ganske underholdningsfattig, så dro jo folk hjem med et smil om munnen, Petter. Ja, jeg vet ikke om det var så underholdningsfattig egentlig, for det var spennende, og det var intenst, og det var bra med folk, kan gi en del ut sin rose til kjernen, som drar ordentlig i gang, ikke sant? det er utsolgt på øverøst, og som Isak sier, det var veldig god stemning, og det var det, og så har Kjetil Rektal vært ærlig in front av denne serieåpningen, og sagt at det handler nå i starten, om å vinne fotballkampa, og nesten bare det. Det er ikke så viktig hvordan det skjer, bare man gjør det, sant? for man må bygge sten for sten og, bygge, og spille på seg litt selvtillit her. Og da er det dritvakkert, men tre poeng er like fullt nydelig. Not very uh, beautiful game, but the three points against Viking, the most important, of course. Yeah, of course, we want to win the games. Uh, that's the main point in the end. We want to win the games. Obviously, we want to win the league, so in the end, but the football could have been better, but yeah. uh, in the end, we win. Og nu er det sannsynlig, uansett, altså la oss si at man får stryk mot Molde da, det er jo forferdelig å si det. Kampen er ikke spilt. Nej, da, men, la, men altså, i utgangspunktet så tenker man jo at Molde har kommet et stykke lenger enn Rosmog da, for å si det sånn. Og så er det Sandefjord hjemme etterpå der, og da kan man stå med seks poeng etter de tre første kampene, det er innenfor. Det er decent. Uh, så skal vi jo sagt hente poeng i Molde. Ja, da, det for det har er, kommet det nå for den tredje ja. øyne meg selv, og jeg gleder meg veldig til den her Ivers-sendingen vår på, på søndagen, første for året, ordentlig borte. Det var jo hjemmekampsending sist med TV foran og TV bak, og så nu er det ordentlig Ivers med TV underveis. <laughs> ja, TV foran og bak, ja. ja 1970. Eh, Mikke Karlsen er meldt, Steffen Iversen kommer, og vi kjører hardt da fra Molde og Årsøsakt. Hva kan vi forvente? Jeg, jeg, jeg er litt usikker på det, da. Ja. Eh, det er jo håp, egentlig, igen, at det blir et litt målfattig oppgjør. Jo færre mål det blir, jo større sannsynlighet er for at det blir med poeng til Trondheim, tror jeg. Uh, fordi Rosenborg har hele vinter vært kjempesolid bakover, var det også mot Viking, og så har man jobbet litt med å score mål, ikke sant? Og så møter man jo et moldelag som har fått bygge lenger enn det Kjetil Rektal har gjort. De ja. har mer penger, de har uh, på papiret uh, kanskje et knepp bedre spillere uh, histo her, men uh, det hjelper ikke for at mot Molde, så da, er det, da skal det blod på skjorta, for å si det sånn. What have you heard about the Molde Rosenborg games, Isak, so far? Uh, no, they're really big. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my neighbor in Iceland was uh, he lived in Molde, and when I when he heard that I was signed for Rosenborg, he said yeah, these games are big. So, okay, uh, so, so you knew about them even before you signed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that they were, these were big games, and obviously Molde is a big club as well. So yeah, I think it's really a part of the game. Det var en eller annen løk på Twitter nå som skrev at det her er Molde Rosenborg greia bare var en illusion, at det bare ikke var noen ting. Det er feil. <laughs> <laughs> eh, men eh, eh, quite bumpy Lekendal. Øyen fikk jo drag. Det var jo bane. Det var jo ok. To be no grass. It was ok, but the Lekendal pitch will be much better than it was the first game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of snow on it only like few weeks before, so they didn't get the that uh, that time to get it ready for the first game, but I think it would be much better the second game. Yeah, no, now you're leaving for Molde. Artificial. They have plastic. That's uh, artificial. Yes. Press. Yeah. yeah. It's obviously, and we can. It's not as bouncy. I think uh, it'll be easier to keep the ball on the ground. And if you need to go long, go long. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's easier. But I think. It's more fun to play on uh, on grass. But where do you stand on that? Because I think in Iceland you kind of grew up on artificial grass, or uh, are there yeah. a lot of normal grass there? In Iceland, we in the summer we play on grass yeah. uh, as a young kid. But uh, artificial grass is similar to here. You know, obviously we need to play 
a lot of the games on artificial grass. But I prefer the grass. Obviously, it's it's just I think it's more fun. Yeah, but what can we ex- expect? Accept? Expect, expect from the Molde game? What can we get by, back to Trondheim? One point is that a good result or? No, I, I want the, I want the three points. Mm. Uh, you never go into a game to want to draw or something. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, I want to win. We want to win the game. And you you heard and you saw that Molde lost the, their opener. No, I didn't really. I didn't see it, but uh, obviously, if if they lost, they wanna go into this game to win. They get the, they wanna go all in. I think so. Obviously, we need to be ready for that. Det var jo Molde som på en måte var taperen i varshowet som har rullet inn i Norge den første serien her. Da, for det var var den inne? Jeg vet ikke hva forsken er, men... Uh, <laughs> Nei. Men, men jeg, jeg kan bare strø inn et lite sånn vareapropos her nu, ja. For jeg mener at jeg har fått øynene opp for en liten urettferdighet. For at uh, var er ikke var i Norge. Det er ulikt antal varekamera på på de ulike arenaene. Ja, var noe som ikke funket, var det ikke da? Motorer ja, som ikke funket. På Lerkenal er det flere varekamera enn for eksempel på Komplett.no i, I Sandefjord. ja. Den här är er inte dokumenterad till påstånd jag kommer akkurat okay. nu men låt oss se till då. Och visst det är er så så är er det ju så är er ju chansen större för att Sandefjord kommer undan med ett mål som borde ha tabblåst för offside. Ja. En Rosenborg kan göra på Lekenal. Klart. Och visst det är er så? Viss, det är er så ja. Så är er det ju det lite orättfärdigt. Ja då, jag ser den. Rosenborg har inte vunnit sedan Molde vunnit i Molde sedan 2017. Hur ska den sån matchen då? Nej. Nej, det var du ska. Nej, jag är er så dålig på sånt. Last time Rosenborg vann in Molde. Niklas Bentner finished with an outsider. Husker du skulle det? Utsidigt outsider som yeah. säger. When you told me his name, I yeah. remember the goal. And I have a lot of questions about you and goal scoring, uh, Isak. But isn't it nice to get uh, the first goal for Rosmorg in Molde? Oh, it'd be really nice. <laughs> it'd be really nice. Obviously, I want to score in every game, but uh, last game didn't, didn't fall for us uh, in the in the final third. But yeah, I, I think I want to score in against Molde. <laughs> but was it uh, uh, to go off the, off as you did uh, as alongside Crystal? Was that the plan for you to go off? Uh, I don't or know. Did you, had you spoken about it in front of the game, or uh, I, they didn't speak to me about it at least? Uh, but. Uh, I don't know if it was planned before or anything like that, but obviously we got a lot of good strikers, so maybe he just wants to rotate. I don't know. So because the big question now is who is going to score the goals for Rosenborg? Yeah, yeah. it can't be Adrian Pereira every time. <laughs> it would be very strange if he ends up as your top goal scorer. Yeah, it, w- it would be. It will look bad for us yes, as a striker. Yeah, so obviously. So yeah. who is going to score the goals? <laughs> we'll have to see. I'm not going to say any names, but. Uh, Obviously, I want to score goals. I want to make, uh, create goals and score goals. So uh, I think every striker wants to score. So uh, I think I think we'll we'll have to see. But would you uh, would you kind of say that that is your number one job, or is your number one job to be a target man and for Crystal maybe to pick up the ball and? Uh, I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm 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 a target man. Uh, I'm big and uh, it's easy to find me in in feet and in the air. So. I think that's my main job, but also to score goals and make goals. It's it's my job as well, so I have to try to find a way to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we should talk more about Isak and Isak. But first, a quiz that you remember well, but it's been a bit long since. Yabba, where are they? Yabba, yabba, where are they now? Where are they now? Han debuterade 2 maj 1993 borte mot Lyn och fick sin sista match hemma mot Viking 24 september 1994. Det blev 14 officiella kamper och två mål för Rosenborg. Ronny Stöback, hur i världen är er du och vad gör du nu? Akkurat i dag är er jag på brygge i Köpenhamnskapet och halter lite. Uh, det är er vanskligt att acceptera men blir gammal så på skeppevisionsträning i Malvik går jag trockar över till Dundas. <laughs> det jag driver på med här är er att på restaurera i brygga. Så jobbar med lofting faktiskt, restaureringslofting. Akkurat, det hörs ut som gott gammalt hantverk. Ja, det är er samma. <laughs> vi är er ju lite eh gammalaxnörda vi som är er. så vi håller på med ök Så när bryggan i Trondheim men Monsider står där fin och nyuppus alla sammen så har du varit inom hela vägen? Ja, hvis du pratar lite så kan du väl se si det. Nej, det är er faktiskt tredje brygga är er inom då. 
har jo startet på Vittfeldtbrygga, som er en eldste brygga av alle hele Trondheim, som ligger nesten opp på Bybrygga. Så er vi nå i nabobrygga. Mitt inntrykk av deg som fotballspiller, Ronny, som sett etterkant, det er at du kanskje var en av de aller beste trønderene, som det på en måte ikke ble noe ordentlig med på A-laget til, til Rosenborg. Samtidig så sitter jeg med en sånn feeling av at du var en fyr som på en måte stod av litt selv av egen vilje. Altså, husker jeg rett? Ja, det kan jeg si. Slutta frivillig, ja. Men i Rosenborg så var det jo stort sett benkesliting, da. Først sesongen i 93 så hadde jeg, tror jeg kanskje jeg hadde 20 kamper, som sterkkamper. Og det var ja, kanskje en eller to fra start. Andre sesongen i 94 spilte jeg til sammen i 40 minutter. Og jeg grubla litt på det i ettertid da. Men jeg tror nok at jeg er en type som drives av å få til ting. Og, og ha det artig fremfor som som att du många unga spelare nu men vi är er bevisst på att det är er faktiskt en profession att vara fotbollsspelare att jag hade inte tanken om i helt tatt. Så när jag fort på jobb kvar dag och inte fick spel så var det bara surt. Och så var du en del av Trosenborg hur laget var tatt ut i januari februari och när du inte var på det laget så visste du vad som väntade den säsongen och den säsongen nummer 2 du snackade om här då var det väl Kåsa som var föran i köa men du syns egentligen att du var bättre än han sant? Ja, jeg tror jeg kunne ha driblet av Kåsa ganske mange ganger inn i en del. Men, men, men nei, han kunne ha sikkert ha slått meg i alle hodedeller og alt mulig rart. Så konklusjonen er at jeg var ikke god nok til å være god sammen med andre folk i Rosenborg. Det, det, det er så enkelt det er det. Selv om jeg sikkert hadde noen egenskaper som var, som var årligt. <laughs> men selv om det ikke blev mer Rosenborg på her, Ronny, så la du ikke fotballskolen på hylla sånn umiddelbart da du forlot Lekendal? Nei da, på den tiden så hadde jeg fortsatt lyst til å være fotballspiller. Og stringen rykket jo opp til Lytteferien før 95-sesongen, så jeg var med dem i, var der i tre sesonger. Den første sesongen var det egentlig mye skada, så jeg spalt lite, og vi rykket ned. Og så rykket vi ned en gang fordi at uh, første edisjonen ble gjort om fra to avdelinger til så vi rykket ned fra sjuende plass <laughs> Det er bittert uh, Ja uh, Det var litt uh, snedig ja. så, vet, jeg, så vidt jeg husker på så var det til målforskjell også, så det var tøyt ja. Nei, og så etter året etterpå så rykket vi opp igjen fra andre edisjon og det var noe ja, det var litt som parademars gjennom selve den andre edisjonsavdelingen for det var jo Det var jo ganske mange bra spillere i snyen på den tiden, som fortsatt var med å spille til andre. Men da ga det da? Vi begynte å trene igjen i januar, og så kjente jeg bare at Høyre er jo ikke artig lenger. Jeg glemmer ikke å gå på trening. Jeg har lyst til å gjøre andre ting i livet. For når jeg spilte fotball, så var det ikke noe annet. Egentlig. Så var den Ivar Selnes, så jeg husker på om Gjøran, hvis jeg var trener da. Tok en prat med Ivar, og jeg husker på og sa at jeg, jeg har ikke noe motivasjon til å fortsette med fotball. Så da begynte jeg å spille på Svartland om dagen, istedenfor, ja. i bedriftsferien. Og det er faktisk en av mine lærdommer i livet, at jeg har hatt det like artig med kamper for Svartland som Malvik i femte divisjon, som å spille på Rosmark. For selv den ramma rundt har egentlig aldri vært det som er avgjørende for min fotballglede. Det har jeg konkurrert med. Hvordan er målet om å dyrke fotballglede nå kombinert med det Rosenborg hjelper med i 2023? Da? Hvordan forhold har du til dagens variant? Det, det er med Rosenborg er en sånn sak for meg faktisk. At det henger den følelsen jeg hadde av å på en måte, jeg føler at jeg var god nok til å kunne få til noe, og så bare sitte og kikke på. Det er ikke noe sånn, sånn Rosenborg-fan som står og køyker og sånt. Så det, men det, ja, det er en annen sak. Jeg, tenkte, jeg har hørt en um, podcast, bortekamp-podcast med Paul Årvåg, hvor han fortalte om Rosenborg sitt gatelag. Ja. Og han snakker om det Rosenborg som er mitt. Som Nils var ganske god til å snakke om også. Det handler ikke bare om Champions League da det handler om noe djupere enn som så. Så når man ser laget nå, jeg var faktisk på Lekkenhavn i går, så er det jo 
det är er en helt annan så kan man säga si att det är er helt annan tid och kanske kräver det annan tid för att nå upp men eh, kanske så kunde jag gått av med spelare från utlära och rinner du fortsatt jag tror i alla fall jag kommer att lyckas laga bjäl Men kan syns du om merklappen min då den kanske bästa tunnaren som aldrig helt fick det där på laget i Rosenborg? Eller en av de bästa i alla fall. Det det kan inte det jag kan se si är er att det är er fortsatt folk som hyser på namnet och det förstår jag. <laughs> För det är er ju det är er 30 år ja. Ja. Nej, jag vet inte. Jag är är Jeg tror jo inni meg at det var bra, men jeg har aldri sett noe særlig opptak av at jeg spiller. Så ungene mine flyr jo bare av meg hvis jeg prøver å si noe. <laughs> så, nei, jeg vet ikke. Jeg har jo tenkt at hvis jeg har haft en del flere egenskaper som handler mye om det mentale og det som sker utenfor banen, så tror att jag kunde ha haft en karriär ja. Knut Torbjörn han, han likte alltid mig så gott så han provade att få mig till Ålesund och Moss och där men torsar att det inte och resa ut i världen. Jag hade inte i mig. Så då var det Rosmarg eller riktigt nog det har varit lite för vanskligt för mig. Jabba. Var är de? Jabba. Jabba. Var är de nå? Var är de? Nå. Der har du børstet støv af en god gammel god bit der. Men det som Ronny selv siger, han er overrasket. Er ja, men han er overrasket over at folk fortsat husker navnene ja. hans. Og han er jo en ordentlig liten rev på Twitter, så det kan jo han om det at gøre. Han, han, er, han, han er en lun type. Han har gode meldinger på Luringsen, og han følger med på Rosmang fortsat. Spør om jeg husker det. Husker du Ronny støv? Ja, da. jeg fik autografen hans på Tynset i 94 eller sånt, så det var lidt en drittunge. En træningskamp mot Tynset Rosenborg. Men tillbaka till um, Isak. I have a question from uh, Ole. Not my, not me, another Ole. How much do you take in the uh, do you in the bench press? <laughs> uh, I think it's. I don't really do much uh, upper body gym. I don't like it, but uh, that was not a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think 110 is my max that I've tried. Yeah, for, uh, Isn't that quite good? Yeah, oh, that's. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that is quite it, good. It, it probably could have been better if I do it a lot, but yeah. uh, 100 cent is what I do. Yeah. Ah, for Peter, har Rosmar had a stronger meet with Spice Sia Bentner or Islamovic? Was strong, but it was a lot of albur and stuff. I thought you were going to say Sidney Jørgen so much. Yeah, that was long ago. But Jørgen was strong, though. Ja, men altså, det er ikke tvivl om at vi her har fått oss en skikkelig bjasse på top, som du vil ha sagt det. Ja. Så han har måtte skapt litt forventninger rundt det. Han er stor, han er sterk, og det er som han sier selv da, I'm a target man, så ja. da må han jo bare, it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it, and now it's you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. As, a, as a one of the bigger players and as a, of the strikers, I, I'm, I'm seen as a, as a target man, so yeah. yeah. Because, but, you, but you don't want us to only see you as a big man. No, I, I think also I'm a good footballer. I'm good with the ball. I'm good at uh, making assists and scoring goals, so that's that's that uh, that's something you'll see hopefully here. Yeah. Mm. yeah, because people are curious about you because you're quite fresh here and you come from uh, you won the league last year and you scored 13 in 19 games. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that you were a midfielder and you ended up as a striker last year. Mm. For the, last year was your first uh, full season as a striker. Is that correct? Uh, no, I think I played one year in Norwich as a striker. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, I, most of my of most of my uh, career I've played as a midfielder, deep lying midfielder or attacking midfielder. Yeah, yeah. and uh, how is it to adapt? How was it to to change? Was that no problem? Or? For me, it's really easy to play any position. Uh, I think I'm I can play like the the my mind for the game is really good, so I understand every position. Uh, so for me it's really too easy easy to adapt. Yeah. For vi satt jo här i studioet ja. omtrent ett år för han faktiskt kom mm. och lanserat ryktet om att han var aktuell för ja, halvår. halvår. Mm. Och då var vi ju lite till om vad han var. Alltså om han var mittbanespelare mm. eller om han var kant eller om han var spiss. Ja. Vi så på någon sån där varmekart. Ja, ja. <laughs> Hvor var det mörkast rött han på banen mm. och det var ett jättenärme mål det var röst. Nej, det var ett stycke undan. För det Mattias is asking um, strengths and weaknesses. You have thought, you thought we have learned a little bit about your strengths now. But where can we improve most? Fitness, uh, running more uh, and for long distances. Uh, I think could be better and obviously the 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 
I think shooting long distance skulle bli bättre för mig. Långskott där alltså. Ehm för i fjol sommar du sa det Petter, um, så blev det allerede skrevet lite om Isak och Rosenborg och i oktober så blev det då känt um, you are playing in Bredeblick, you are getting the champions shield eating pizza under champions shield as well. We talk about that later. Uh, but uh, how did the Rosenborg interest and the, the Rosenborg um, uh, what to say that you signed for Rosenborg how did that come up? Uh, I think I heard from interest uh, in the beginning of of the summer in, in Iceland uh, and then obviously I wanted to finish the season in in Iceland uh, and when I knew that the interest was still there it got my attention because if the team if the interest is still there you know the the coaches want you and that's a really big thing and obviously Rosenborg has a big history and a really big club so uh, that that really sold me as well yeah at that time Kristal Mannigason was here and he said uh he Isaac is better than me he's really good i want him here had you then already spoken to him about Rosenborg yeah he, he texts me almost every day he's <laughs> 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 always showing me stuff around the city and sending so me he pictures. did that last summer uh, so last last summer yeah last Text summer you. yeah he was texting me all the time uh, so yeah i spoke to him uh, uh, for a very long time as well yeah so he was promoting Rosenborg really hard for you <laughs> yeah he did really well <laughs> good job <laughs> but how uh, how far back go you and you and Kristen Crystal go oh i remember him just from the start obviously he's, he's he grew up in the town next to mine so it was it was a big rivalry uh, in our teams uh, so yeah he, he and was, you were the star of your team and he was the star of his team <laughs> yeah you can say that uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah he's a really good player as well and obviously people knew him from his talent in Iceland uh, as well so yeah I've known him for a really long time and we've been friends for many years but it was written uh, in afterwards it was written as that Viking Stavanger also wanted you is that can you confirm that yeah I can confirm they wanted me as well uh, at an interest from few few clubs and can you uh, say some other clubs uh, or some in Russia some in Italy uh, and then yeah obviously a few other places but uh, yeah these were the 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 biggest interest yeah and then L- luckily you didn't end up in Russia then <laughs> no, I know I said no straight away yeah. because always love the war and every every conflict that's there too political for me so yeah didn't want to go there but then the summer becomes uh, fall and you win the league with Brother Blake and then you sign for Rosmore in October and you come here was it uh, was it the easy choice for you mm, yeah I think Rosenborg was all always number one for me obviously a really big club done really well in the past and doing really well uh, last season uh, so yeah I think Rosenberg was always number one on my mind yeah just to correct you a little bit number three is not really well for Rosenberg uh, you have to be number one yeah, to, yeah, obviously, to be really obviously, well obviously <laughs> uh, the, the standards here are really high yes. so that's what I really like as well that's one of the reasons uh, I came here uh, so yeah, obviously one would be one. No, always <laughs> want to be number one. <laughs> you have to get that right really yeah, well. Yeah. It's number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like we said, you came back from from Scotland and uh, was at Akranes uh, on loan, and then uh, before last season, Bredeblick, and um, and you won the championship uh, in first on the first try there. How was that? How was that season in Iceland last year? I think it was one of my best season in my career obviously we had a really good team uh, they had uh, been in second place just lost it by one point i think the the season before that so the standards to the expectation to win the the season when i was there was really high so yeah i think i think i obviously i, I came there as a midfielder actually and then i ended up playing on the wing uh, so uh, yeah it, it went really well for me so you, you played mid, you came as a midfielder and you played winger, and now you're striker. Yeah, yeah, I, ch- <laughs> I changed position really quickly, but uh, yeah, I played the winger one game in one friendly game over there, and it did really well. So I played there. And uh, what can I say about um, because people are interested in that as well? Um, you know, Rosenborg uh, quite often meet these Icelandic teams in the European uh, qualifications in the summer. But how is the when you came here um, in the training and in the matches and of course with fifteen thousand on the um, on Lakendal, what's the difference uh, on quality of the league? Mm, the the there's much more aggressiveness here. Uh, the football is uh, the tempo is a little bit higher than in Iceland. Um, 
obviously I'm used to the tempo a little bit from England. The tempo there is really high, but the, the tempo here is really good, and the, the fans over here are just amazing. So that's that's really different from Iceland. And here is the the fan base, I would say. Yeah. No, no, we can ask you a question that um, we have wondered a bit, but because Kjetil Ekdal is saying that Rosenborg is training so hard, training so hard, training so hard to get the players ready for a season. Uh, are Rosenborg training so hard? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a really tough uh, <laughs> winter for us. Uh, we've trained really hard. Uh, obviously, you have to be fit to to last the whole season. It's a long season, so uh, yeah, we've trained really hard this winter. Uh, and uh, so we come to that shield because when you win the Icelandic league, you're not you're not getting a, a trophy, you're getting a big shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there, have we set the bill up there? Yeah, you used it to eat pizza on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you had a uh, you had a message for uh, the Instagram followers. Um, I am champion. I eat whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. What well, do you mean by that? What did you mean by that? <laughs> it was my it was my friend that uh, uh, put this up, uh, so I answered it. I was just I was just basically enjoying my win. Obviously, I trained really hard for it, so I think I deserved uh, deserved to enjoy a little bit, take some time off, and enjoy with my team. Obviously, we're winners, so you have to enjoy the good times as well. Obviously, you put in hard work, so yeah. Ja, because vi vet ju att spissande Rosmorg brukar troféan till lite speciella ting. Ja, ja. Vi har sett Gytkär putts ja. nopen in i en pokal. Det är er korrekt. <laughs> det var kanske vidare för vidarekomna. Vi har det här var lite mer skärmarna. Jag tog Google Gytkär en en trofé and you'll see another Rosmorg striker using a, a trophy for something different. Uh, <laughs> and he only wore that trophy. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I come to my point because um, you were when you came back from uh, Scotland you admitted uh, to us as uh, uh, late as in January that I was a bit overweight yeah i was what happened uh, obviously uh, i started when i moved to fleetwood i started living alone and i don't know how to cook so it's a lot of uh, <laughs> fast food uh, in in dinner so in norwich with your mother there yeah. you eat uh, properly healthy yeah my mom's food uh, it was always healthy so when i go away it was really difficult uh, to adapt and then in iceland i was not in that bad shape in uh, in the uk but that's when i come to Iceland it was really difficult because I missed a lot out on the social life and I was going you know meeting my friends eating whatever you know enjoying my life uh, and then obviously I get overweight so <laughs> I, so I had to had to lose uh, weight really quickly uh, so that happened in the uh, like during the end of the um, end of my season in uh, for yeah Agarnes uh, and then I, I go to Breivik I'm, I'm in really good shape. Yeah. What did you have to do to, to you have to run at the city bus too? In saunas with all those clothes or how did you do that? How did you get match fit uh, from from the Arnakanes? Uh food. Really just food. Uh eating. I I when I try to lose weight I do this thing called uh, juice cleansing. Uh, so basically you just eat juice to cleanse your body and I lose a lot, uh a lot of weight then and then I build on that obviously try to eat less uh, bad carbs and then from there I just train and train and train but uh, uh, you look much more fit now than <laughs> when you came to Rosenborg yeah. to be honest yeah, what did. message did you get from Ulrik Wislöf when he first uh, the first time he screened you and uh, took the fat percent and stuff did you uh, did you get some harsh messages from uh, Wislöf uh, it was not really hard message, but obviously I knew I was overweight. Uh, well, not overweight, but not in as good shape as I wanted to be in yeah. when I came here. Uh, that's that's what the, I think for what the preseason is for is to get that uh, fitness yeah. back. So obviously I trained really hard to to lose <laughs> lose that extra weight. But who is cooking for you now? Your mom is not here, is she? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I use uh, what's called air fryer a lot. So <laughs> okay. 
And then uh, obviously my family were over this uh, over the Easter, so uh, they cooked me. For, so my dad came and cooked for me now. And, But uh, you still can't cook, or no? <laughs> no, the Friday speaker can't do. Oh, that's it. We are you're not alone to be. <laughs> you're not the only one in, in, in the kitchen. <laughs> I can promise you. But you, you a nice um, uh, and fine overgang. Yeah. Because um, you have um, some tattoos as well. We've seen them in January in uh, an article in the Reservation back then. Uh, and you said that each and every one of your tattoos means something to you, especially the tattoo family. So um, on Twitter, we can see that you have um, been written about you, that you have both Icelandic and American citizenship or something mm-hmm. like that. What is this? Because you know you told us about your family from Iceland who moved to England with you, mother and father and two sis, two siblings. Uh, no, two twin sisters and younger brother and one older sister. Okay, quite a big family. Yeah, then. quite a big family. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one big happy Norwich family there. Uh, but but what is this American thing? Uh, I have a biological father from uh, America. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get in touch with him until. During COVID, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, from that time, I've just been speaking to him. And obviously, I went to him, uh, met my dad for the first time uh, in, in December. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a dual citizenship. Well, I can't get it. I don't have the, the American passport, but I can't get it if I want to. So, the first time you met your American dad, you were like 19 or 20? No, 21. 21. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, last year in December. And how was that? Ah, really nice. Obviously, meeting your biological father is a really big thing and important to you, for me, to have the all my family that I can have. Obviously, it's a big thing, yeah. Had you spoken to him before or was it really the first time you ever communicated with him? No, I spoke to him the first time, I think it was during the lockdown in, in England. It was 2020, I think it was. And then I met him the first time uh, last year. And you've seen these uh, Instagram things from Oklahoma, so that's mm-hmm. where he's living? Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma is mm-hmm. where he's from. And where he lives. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, I have to um, um, take my questions once again, because does this mean, because I've seen you have some um, national uh, senior uh, matches for Iceland, but I think that's on the training matches. Uh, in theory, can you play for USA? Mm, yeah, I, th- I think I can, uh, but... Um, I've lived with him um, in Iceland my whole life, so... Um, it's not an option? No, it's not an option for me. So you yeah. and Sam Rogers, you won't go together? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> me and Crystal will go, but not me and Sam, unfortunately. <laughs> and we also have to take that as well, Peter, because uh, some weeks ago, um, colleague Stefan, he had a big uh, article in Adresavisen with uh, Isaac and his new car. Some of the nicest <laughs> photos ever printed in Adresavisen. <laughs> With a cool guy and a really nice car. Yeah. Uh, I'll make my own money so I can use them <laughs> to whatever I want to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I make my money so I can buy what I want. Uh, that's, uh, that's a quarter lift pipe. But uh, yeah, it's my dream car and I just wanted to buy it. I knew I could buy it here. It's more difficult than Iceland. So, yeah. And there's it's called Blink. And you've said that you you like things, you like shiny things. Uh, yeah, I've always I can see your watch today. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it does shine. Yeah, I, I do love shiny things. Uh, <laughs> so I do have a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I, I used to be more, uh, buy more of it, but I've calmed down a little bit <laughs> as I get older, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like I like shiny things. But it's kind of that's uh, kind of like uh, uh, okay. So it's kind of Slatanish. He used his first wage to get uh, a car, both for himself and his mom. Obviously, the salary was a bit bigger in Ajax, but uh, Andre Bagdermund told us that that's what Slatan did. And your first wage here at Rosenborg went straight to the BMW dealer and got a, a really nice car. Yeah, obviously, hopefully I'll be good, as good as Slatan. But yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah obviously, you when you when you get like when you. Uh, do hard work and you do well i think you should uh you know do things that you want as well obviously you earn it so you have to how do you say it uh, like do something for yourself uh, because you've worked so hard you have to enjoy it as well so mm. that's what i've done obviously i did well in iceland and i thought i deserved so when so. we co- if we come to August and you still haven't scored, you have to change the BMW into a Toyota. <laughs> <or> a <laughs> yeah. I'll sell, I'll sell, I'll sell my car, <laughs> hopefully, but hopefully I won't have to do that. So yeah. Yeah, but because when you come with that car, it has some expectations with it. Yeah, obviously I knew I knew I hadn't 
played in games, so people didn't know how it was, how good that was. So uh, before I, I got the car, I knew I would get some pressure, and that's what I want as well. Uh, to have some pressure because it's it's in, always in your back, people. So you have to work harder, and that's, that's I think that's a good thing. Because just to make it clear, there's no critique on that from here, from at least not from me. <laughs> <laughs> just go hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, that because people are asking how many goals can we expect from you this year? You want to be top scorer in the league and so on and so on. But that car demands some goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least ten. How many goals? <laughs> what are your personal ambitions? Have you got a number in your head? I don't really have a number, but I want to do more than I did in Iceland. And I think that was 13. 13 in the league and then few in the uh, Cup games in Europa League. So uh, I think I want to do around 20, maybe more, hopefully. Yeah, and then you have to start perhaps already on Sunday. Yeah, hopefully I'll start on Sunday, score some goals and making assists. So uh, yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll go my way. Because uh, um, if he scores more than 20 goals... Then Mikke Dorsin could afford a, a, a similar watch as uh, guess, <laughs> now, when they sell him for big money to uh, another big European club. Yeah, because we are we are almost done now. But what's your also now you're here and you're written a long-term contract mm-hmm. and, and, and I think you want to show what you are capable of here before you even think about going um, further. But what's your ambitions at the end? Uh, like my main goals or. My main goal is obviously right now I'm only focusing on Rosenborg. Uh, I want to win the league. I want to win as many games as possible. Uh, but in the end, I want to obviously, I think most of the players in football want to play, play in Premier League. So I think that's where I want to end. Uh, Eirik asks, who is your role model in football? Oof, tough question. I don't think really. I think I have one, but I always like Ronaldinho as a player. But obviously, I'm not really like him. But as uh, a so role model, uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, Ronaldinho, bro. My son plays FIFA, and yeah. he, he always got Ronaldinho. <laughs> <laughs> and he says Ronaldinho goat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Matthias and Jelle both asked about the goal. Now he said uh, he's uh, 20 has yeah, been yeah, the number yeah. coming up yeah. here. And the last question: You have uh, black and white hair. Is it is it something symbolic about that, or is it just uh, coincidence? You're playing for a black and white team, you know. Uh, was, uh, I've always had color in my hair, uh, so uh, I think before my last season, my last game in Iceland, my barber wanted to put a line. He always wanted to put my line in my hair, and I didn't allow him into. But I said, if we become champions, I'll let you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is actually your hairdresser's choice. Yeah, it was his choice. Uh, he wanted to do the line. I always have like my whole hair colored, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'll probably when I when this is gone out I'll probably do my whole hair white yeah 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 <laughs> or you could do it green the same color as the the new, <laughs> the new kids uh, I don't know I want white okay Isaac uh, Isaac Isaac what's the best uh, either one but, either uh, one Isaac is my yeah yeah Isaac uh, thank you so much for visiting us we ska ha Ukas lag Ukas lag Och då glissar du för det här ukans höjdpunkt för dig. Ja, så jag syns att jag tror våra norrdingeln är faktiskt hockey vasse. Den är stark. Kör. 3-5-2. Keeper uh, Rugile Rulyte, hur känner du? Ja. Ja, U23 keeper för Norge vant 2-1 över Italien på söndagen och nu är det första keeper Klink för Rosenborg, två smultringar där på rappen och så är frågan då om hur kan bli första keeper själv om Lena Kristensen har signerat ny kontrakt. Står det gott så varför ska jag inte stå vidare? Ja, det är lite spännande. De har ju egentligen två väldigt goda keepera. Så men ja, nu står det. Nu står det och U23 är ju utställningsvindu i tillägg och slog Italien. Har en så på utgående kontrakt, lite spännande. Ja, det är nettop det där och var ju Rosenborg med det när de har förlängt med Kristen med Kristensen. Trebekken är då eh, Tobias Guddal Levanger. 2-0-1 hög för Bryne, men signerat för Levanger eh, för säsongen och var en av banans giganter i Derby sen och skördarspring i serieöppningen av andra division. Imponerande. Det är er den äkta löven som målte på Levanger, vet du, Per Werner Rønning, ja. og 
det er godt gjort. Han må nesten bygge et helt klidt nytt lag hvert år, uten peng og ja, litt trange kår, men ja. fotballlag blir det. Det blir det, og det er, de er bra og ser bra ut Levanger også. Da kan jeg jo liksom bare ta den andre stopperen her, da, så den ble hentet fra Levanger, og det er mannen vi har snakket litt om. Jeg har snakket litt om den før, Petter. Sander Munkeby Sundnes. Han er lokal pokal fra Levanger, men ble hentet til Hødd. Vi diskuterte om Ranheim burde vært på der. Det gjorde de ikke. Kasta, han kastet seg inn i helsehåkket, husker du det, på Drosmøre Køppen før? Kastet jo 100 meter, sant? Skyt innkast med henne, han. <laughs> Kasta en rødfossforsvarer i mål omtrent i helga. Vant 1-0, Hødd ser åpningen etter opprykket. Kan jo nevne at Kleibug Draksen er trener. Strålende start for Hødd, for Sundnes i mitt forsvaret, og for Draksen. Siste stopperen er Marius Sandvik. Det er en Nardo-gutt som stod frem i 5-0-vinsten mot Kolstad. Da er vi over i tredje versjon avdeling 5. Det er jo en helt fantastisk helg, gutt. Nå har jo alle løgene startet opp, og neste helg starter vi fjerde divisjon og femte divisjon. Helt nydelig. Blir travelt det da. Åh, oh, jeg gleder meg. Ja. Eh, men Nardo blir skumle. Det blir duell mot Byåsen i toppen av tredje divisjon. Byåsen vant så vidt over Trøndelin, men så Nardo feide Kolstad 5-0, så den blir spennende. Det må med seg på vingbekkene. Adrian Pereira må jo få være med, Petter. Ja, og så når du blir med noen match mot Viking med en litt sånn liggende hel volley, ja. så er det innenfor. Feiringen der? Feiringen trekker litt ned, men... Nei, den trekker opp. Trekker opp det. En kyllinggreia der, ja. Den er Ronaldo-greia etterpå. Ja. Det kan kutte ut. Ja. Men kyllingen... Ja, det er 8-10 for mig. da. Ok. <laughs> Han får med sig en som jeg tippet har født rundt... Skal vi tippe han har født rundt 2005-2006, eller? Siljan Bergsten på Fosen. Ja. Sjette divisjon. 7-3 serieåpninger mot Kattem. De har jo begynt i sjette divisjon, men ikke fjerde og femte, men sjette har begynt. Og det er sterkt, og for et fornavn vi må jo gjette på at den er født uh, rett etter at det er Siljan himself. Uh. Ja, det vet vi jo ikke om da, men vi, 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 vi lager den historien nå, at han er kalt opp etter P. Siljan. Midtbane trio, Fredrik Lund, god sesongstart for Strindheim. Det blir mye tredje divisjon av deling fem her da, for det er de ligaene som er åpen. Målskårer i 4-1-seier over Tiller. Tiller kommer til å få litt trøbbel, tror jeg, men Strindheim trygt og godt i gang i tredje divisjon. Har med seg Even Thorsen fra Verdalen. Husker du Even Thorsen fra Verdalen? Nej, Han var jo på årets lag i fjor, Even! Starter meget habilt også i 2023. Um, match i lokal drama mot Steinkjær i tredje divisjon 2-1. Drømmestart for nyopprykka Verdalen. Og så har vi midtbanespiller som du helt sikkert har hørt om. Jeg vet ikke om han spiller tiger eller litt sånn framskutt der han er nå, men Vegard Erlin, han kjenner du til. Han har vi hørt om, ja. ja. Som uh, sørger for at Molde får en litt trang start på årets litserie. Det kan de jo like når han skårer for Tromsø. <laughs> ja, det er ikke sikkert han har hørt på ukeslag hvis han skårer mot Sandefjord. Nei. Men mot Molde, da er han inne. Ja. Og så har jeg to i front da til slut som kanskje ikke er rene spisser noen av dem. Mer kanter egentlig, men uh, Sivert Solli er noe der. Sivert Solli som egentlig var ferdig i Rannheim og som lette etter en ny arbeidsgiver helst i litt serien, og så kom Kåre Ingebrigtsen til Rannheim, og da våknet lysten igen for å spille for de blå i fjerda. Og det ser ut som Sivert Solli har haft godt av det trenerskiftet. Ja. To goler mot Jerv borte, og det er kanonstarten for Kåre Prosjekt. Det er veldig bra. Kåre Prosjekt. Men tror du har dine ord i behold. Ingen typisk spiss, men uh, en kant i 4-3-3. Ja, nå er det 4-3-5-2. For det passer best for opplegget mitt. Det er helt kaos det her nå. Nei, 3-5-2 har med seg Sara Bjerkseter i front. Hun skårer hattrick mot Hønefoss for Kiel Emne 2. april. Nu var det jo landslagspause for, for damene, men jeg tar med den her, for det var ikke en ukas lag sist. Du har alltid med en fra enten Tynset eller nei, Dalen et sted, eller Kiel Emne. Ja, men når du skårer hattrick i første sjon, og det er nesa til Erik Hoftun. Ok da. <laughs> du tikker på alle boksene for mig det. Det var ukas lag i 3-5-2. Bra lag det. Ja da, absolutt. Ukas lag. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.